We're glad you're listening to Rama for Today. And if they're going to honor any kind of preachers, well, they'll honor some modernistic uh, uh, preacher that doesn't believe in the virgin birth or doesn't believe in the authenticity of the Word of God. You see, some modernistic preacher, you see, that just sort of believes uh, uh, a few basic good principles, they're not going to honor a real Bible-believing, tongue-talking, divine-healing-practicing preacher. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan on El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. The, the Hebrew word, the Greek word means the test and the trial. You see over there in James, the fifth chapter and the 14th verse where it said, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him and anoint all the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith to save the sick, the Lord shall raise him up. And if he committed sin, it shall be forgiven him. Now, just two verses above that, it said, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Let him do his own praying. Is, it, is any merry? Let him sing psalms. And then he said, Is any sick? You see, he's talking about three different things there. Is any afflicted among you? Let him pray. Let him do his own praying. Is any merry? Let him sing. Let him do his own singing. Is any sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Sickness is not afflicted. We use that word that way, but it doesn't mean that. Look up the word in the Hebrew or in the Greek, and it means the test, the trials. And so he said the afflictions, the test, the trials of the righteous are many, but the Lord delivers them out of half of them. Oh, no, all of them. Praise God. He, he said, I'll be with him in trouble. And that's not all he said. And we'll deliver him. He delivers him out of all of them. Praise God forevermore. Because you see, he promised to do it. Who said he'd do it? The Almighty God said it. Who said it? The one that's more than enough said it. Praise God. The one that's more than enough said it. I'll deliver him. I'll be with him in trouble and will deliver him. Hallelujah to God. And he'll do just exactly what he had said he'd do. Praise God. Somebody said that the argumentative kind of praying is the best kind of praying. And I think sometimes that it is. They tell a little story, you know, about a, a lady in trouble one time many, many years ago. And her 16-year-old girl was going to be sold on the auction block, you see. And, and so she just bowed her head while they had her up there auctioning her off and said, Dear Lord God, if I was in trouble as you were in trouble and I could help you as easy as you could help me, I'd do it. <laughs> now, this is a historical fact. It's a real true fact that one of the senators of the United States was present. He had a 15-year-old boy. He saw him pull this girl away from her mother and saw the tears. He ran over to his daddy and said, Daddy, give me, loan me $10. And his daddy gave him the $10. He ran back over there and before anybody could start bidding and said, I'll bid $10. And everybody, $200 had been a low opening bid. And everybody was so thrilled, you know, about that, nobody would bid. And so the boy got the girl for $10. He got the bill of sale, marched right over and handed her back to her mama with the bill of sale. God heard and answered that prayer. He said, if I could help you, she said, if I could help you, as easy as you could help me, I'd do it. Praise God. And he said, I'll be with him in trouble, and thank God he'll do it. Praise God. Can you say amen? amen. I remember more than once about that dear old woman's prayer, and I followed her example and got results. Praise God. I'm just said to the Lord, Lord, as I was in trouble, if you was in trouble like I'm in trouble, I could help you as easy as you could help me, I'd do it. Praise God. And he did it. He did it. Praise God. He did it. Because he said, I'll do it. He said, I'll do it. I'll be with him in trouble. He that sets his love upon me, he said, the almighty God, the God that's more than enough, I will deliver him. He said, I will answer him. He said, I'll be with him in trouble and I will deliver him. And then he said, I will honor him. 
Praise God. I'll honor him. Who is it that God is going to honor? The Bible said, Who shall stand in his holy place? And who should sit on his holy hill? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Now you can't cleanse your own hands and you can't purify your own heart. But I'll tell you, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilt to stain. Hallelujah to God. And you can be cleansed by his blood and stand in the holy place. Because he's cleansed you and robed you in his righteousness. Can you say amen? amen? Them that honor me, God said, I'll honor. Praise God, that's another one. Them that honor me. See, I'll set him on high. Them that honor me, I'll honor. Praise God. Two things there. Together, you see, of the seven that he said I'll do, I'll set him on high and I'll honor him. I'd rather have God's honor than to have the honor of this world. Now, you know this old world, they honor great politicians. They honor great statesmen. They honor great generals like Douglas MacArthur, uh, like Eisenhower, great statesmen like Churchill, great statesmen you see like Roosevelt and so on. And if this world and honor great educators and great scientists like Einstein and if they're going to honor any kind of preachers, well they'll honor some modern mystic uh, uh, preacher that doesn't believe in the virgin birth or doesn't believe in the authenticity of the word of God. You see some modern mystic preacher you see that just sort of believes uh, uh, a few basic good principles, they're not going to honor a real Bible-believing, tongue-talking, divine-healing, practicing preacher. You need to worry about that. You'll have to compromise if you're going to get this world to honor you. But I'll tell you, I'd rather have God to honor me, praise God, than to have all of the accolades that this world could afford. Praise God forevermore. And you know the Bible says, praise God the Bible said. Jesus himself said on the island of Patmos speaking to John to him that overcometh will I grant to sit down with me in my throne even as I also overcame and sat down with my father in his throne and one of these days he's going to invite us up to sit down with him. History says that on one occasion Napoleon was reviewing his troops and as he reviewed his troops his horse began to pitch and to buck and then a young buck private stepped forward and took the horse by the bits and quieted him down and Napoleon said thank you captain. He was just simply a buck private but he promoted the captain immediately thank you captain he said captain of what he said captain of my private guards and so the buck private moved over into the place of captain but all the other officers shunned him you see because they earned theirs and he just got it for you gratis so to speak they wouldn't have anything to do with him it said that mr napoleon noticed that or general napoleon noticed that and so he called for review one day of his army in full regalia and he set this young man on his side by on a horse by his side and they rode out to the parade ground side by side and reviewed the troops. And then all the officers said, well, that fellow's a favorite with Napoleon. And they began to court his favor. They may not know it, but the time's coming when they're going to find out, bless God, that I'm a favorite with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. And they'll wish they had courted my favor. And is this it just me? They're going to find out that you're a favorite with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'd rather have his honor than to have the honor that this world could bestow upon it. And then he said, I will satisfy him with long life. Praise God forevermore. Oh, now somebody said that just means that we're going to live forever. You see, somewhere, oh no, it means more than that because the sinner's going to live forever as well as the Christian because they're eternal beings. They're just going to live in one place and we're going to live in another place. Somebody said long life here means eternal life. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. That's not what it means at all. Thank God we do have eternal life in our spirits, which is the life 
life and nature of God. But my brother, we are a spirit being whether we're saved or whether we're unsaved. We people who are Christians and have been born again, our spirits have the life and the nature of God in them, the divine nature, which is the life of God in them. Praise God. And when we die, we leave this world and we go to be with Jesus because the Bible said to depart and be with the Lord, which is far better. Remember the apostle Paul writing to the church at Philippi and Philippians, the first chapter, the 23rd verse said, I'm in a straight betwixt two having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Hallelujah. If he just said it's better, but he said it's far better. And over there in second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, the 16th verse, he said, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish or is decaying, the inward man is renewed day by day. Second Corinthians 5, 1, for we know, not we hope so, not we guess so, not maybe so. We know. I like that. That fellow Paul was positive. He's my kind of a preacher. God deliver us from these poor negative souls. He said, we know, not we think so, not we hope so, not maybe so. We know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. And in the 6th, 7th, and 8th verses of the same 5th chapter of 2 Corinthians, he said again that we know. I like that. I like that. That's positive. We know. What is it we know, Paul, that while we're at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord? 7th verse, for we walk by faith and not by sight. The 8th verse, we're confident and willing rather therefore to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Yes, thank God, that's where we're going to be. But my brother, sister, the Bible teaches us that though the sinner may not have been born again, yet his spirit is an eternal spirit also, and that he's going to spend eternity somewhere. The Lord Jesus Christ himself said to us in the 16th chapter of Luke's gospel, and began reading with the 19th verse, there's a certain rich man was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day, and there's a certain beggar named Lazarus laid at his gate full of sores, designed to be fed from the crumbs that fell on his table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores, and the beggar died, and the angels carried him away to Abraham's bosom, and the rich man died, was buried, and in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, and they dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I'm tormented in these flames. And Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receive a good things, uh, and now thou art tormented likewise, Lazarus, evil, and he is comforted. Besides this, there's a great gulf fixed between you and us, so that they would come from hence to thence cannot, neither can they come from there to hence. Then he said, I pray thee, Father Abraham, that you'd send Lazarus back to there, for I have five brethren, that they might repent so that they'll not come to this place of torment. Now this, this portion of scripture has been slobbered over, spit on uh, more than any other kind of scripture in the world. But my mother, sister, it's not a parable. Uh, uh, a man with one eye and half sense would know better than to call this a parable. Because in every parable, Jesus said uh, so-and-so's likened unto so-and-so. Here he didn't say that so-and-so's likened unto anything. He just simply said there wasn't certain. You couldn't use the word certain in a parable. Because the word certain means for sure. This way and no other way. And you see that rich man, it was certain he said that there was a rich man. And it's certain that he left here. And Jesus said it's certain and sure. Bless God that he went down there. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer, the Kenneth E. Hagan Legacy Bible. It's bound in beautiful black genuine leather, contains a collection of 26 lessons on faith and the harmony of the four Gospels. But wait, that's not where this offer stops. If you buy the Bible for $129.95, Kenneth and Lynette will give you the three CD series from Kenneth Hagen, Keys to the Greater Glory, Kenneth E. Hagen's single CD, The Reality of Heaven and Hell, and finally, Kenneth E. Hagen's DVD entitled, Bring Back the King. 
These three resources are retailed at $42.95, but are free with the purchase of this Bible. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. February the 17th through the 22nd Winter Bible Seminar and Worldwide Homecoming. And you're going to want to come and see what's happening with Rama all over the world. It's going to be great. Uh, in fact, I was hearing for some, from some of the other campuses, mm-hmm. and uh, I, believe, uh, I believe they said Brazil had about 100 coming. Wow. I, 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 now, don't hold me to that number, but that's what they, they thought. And then uh, they're coming from Nigeria. Uh, they're coming from the other Africa or Europe. Yes. They're coming from, from the uh, Australia and, and Samoa and Asia. I don't know where all they're. They, we got 230 campuses in 51 nations, so uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of people coming. But Thursday night is the night. If you can't be in here any other time except maybe Thursday and Friday, Thursday night is the night you want to be there because that's when we will have the parade of flags. That's right. And the, from the different countries, many of them will be dressed in their native costumes, which will be, it, it's just beautiful. Yes, I mean, we've had one of these before and it is very touching. If you are a partner of this ministry or that you've ever given to this ministry, you want to be here to see what you have helped accomplish and yes. accomplish all over the world. February 17th through the 22nd. That's right. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen on El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.